0: What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to tonight's episode of the Locked on Bucks podcast. I am your host tonight, David Harrison. Flying solo, unfortunately, because James Yarko is ailing from throwing his back out. Uh, James, you gotta stop working so hard out there. We we need you here to talk about all of our favorite team, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But fear not, you're not going to have to listen to me alone because I have Alex Salvareza from Bucks Nation joining us, our first Bucks Nation guest. Alex, how are you doing tonight?
1: I'm doing good, man. I uh, definitely appreciate the opportunity for uh, to fill in for James. Um, hopefully he gets back soon, like you said, and uh, looking forward to talking uh, Bucks football for about the next half hour. Should be fun.
0: Awesome, yeah, definitely. It's it's going to be a great time. And and as your is just your first time on the show. Hopefully, you know we've been talking a little bit about getting you on as a kind of a reoccurring guest. So looking forward to that, but. Uh, for all you listeners out there, if this is your first time joining us, first off, I want to thank you for doing that, and uh, I hope you kind of enjoy what you're going to hear here in the next about half an hour. Uh, like Alex said, if uh, if you don't know us, my name is David Harrison. Again, I'm a writer at BucksNation.com. James Yarko, my normal co-host, is our deputy editor there at BucksNation.com. so of course you can check out all of the things we've been writing about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers there as well as what Alex has been writing. And Alex, we're going to get straight into it. Uh, no reason to beat around the bush as as we all know the offseason story has been Jameis Winston what was going to happen to him? we now know about the suspension but the, the question heading into training camp was how was the coaching staff how is Dirk Cutter going to handle the quarterback position and as we've seen here in, in just the first few days Ryan Fitzpatrick is getting most of the first team snaps and it looks like they're just focused on getting him ready for the regular season and they're going to kind of let Jameis Winston's Uh, development come along with the second team and third team although he is getting a few first team snaps Um, how do you feel about that and and do you think that's the right move for the uh, for the Buccaneers right now
1: I do I do think it's the right move and I earlier in the week um, before training camp started I um, I did write an article for Bucks Nation about how the Bucks should go about that um, situation how it was a big question like you said going into camp And I said, I think in practice, Fitzpatrick should get about 80 to 85 percent of the first team reps. Um, And I think during game situations, he should get almost all of them, if not all of the game reps with the first team. Um, I think it's extremely important for him to be with the first team because obviously that's going to be who he's playing with um, in weeks one to three. And, you know, you don't really want him to be playing with guys he's not going to be playing with. You want them to be on the same page, you know, when it's a third and four, third and five, and you need a big first down on the road, you want them to be on the same page and have that chemistry exactly where it needs to be. Um, So far, I'm actually, I'm extremely pleased with how Cutter's handling it. I think, you know, they're sending a message that they're confident with Fitzpatrick going forward. They're confident with him weeks one to three, and they're going to do everything in their, in their power to get him ready. Um, Obviously it's a small sample size. It's only, It's only been two practices because we're we're recording this on Friday night, Um, but you know we'll see how it goes along. Well, it's going to be interesting, I think, to definitely see how they handle it in the games. Um, I think that that's probably going to be the biggest test and the biggest you know the biggest sign of how they're going to go about it. But I think they should go about it the way they are right now. You have to get Fitzpatrick as ready as possible. Yes, he's been in the league for 13 years, entering his 14th season. But practice still matters, especially when you've only played three games with the guys that he's going to be playing with um, in those first three weeks of the season.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I definitely. I can get on board with what you're saying. I know me personally, uh, you know, we were having this conversation in the Bucks nation private chat over, over on Twitter. And me personally, I was a 50, 50 guy. I was kind of wanting to see them throw Fitz Fitz magic out there. Half the time throw James out there. Half the time, maybe even approach the preseason with a 50, 50 split. But I mean, honestly, if if there's, a, if there's going to be a slant one way or another with either Jameis or Ryan getting the majority of the snaps at this point, I have to say I agree with Ryan Fitzpatrick getting the majority of snaps because at this point, I mean, if, 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 if you go with Jameis, you know, getting the majority snaps and kind of getting the lion's share of the work, then it, it kind of looks like you're just waiting. You're holding your breath till week four. But throwing Ryan Fitzpatrick out there the way that they have and getting him those first team reps looks like you're going out there with the intention of winning those first three games. And, and that's the way I want my team to think is, you know, we're not out here just waiting for our guy to come back. We're out here waiting. You know, we're out here with the intention of winning with the guy we have on the field now. So I definitely agree with that. Um, exactly.
1: um Just a quick point. I think I think if we I think if 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 say Ryan Griffin was the backup quarterback, you know, I think we would see a bit of a of, of a different split. I think, like you said, if, if that was the case, we'd probably see a 50 50 type thing. But because Fitzpatrick has been in the league for so long, because he has won football games in this league, I think you know they, they trust him. And I think Cutter alluded to it. Um, I, I believe Jameis alluded to it. And one of the questions that was asked to him when he spoke, the team does believe in Fitzpatrick. And I think that that's extremely important for them moving forward in these first three weeks. And as we all know, that schedule the first three weeks is daunting as can be. So they need to all be on the same page. And, and i and i think as many reps as they can get as, it will help them because it's not like they're going to be going up against, you know, bad defensive teams. New Orleans is a top 10 defensive team. Philly arguably maybe one of maybe the best defensive team. Pittsburgh not not as good but still they have playmakers on the defensive side. So it's it's definitely going to be a challenge.
0: Definitely, I mean, no, no cupcakes on on the on the schedule there at all for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and uh, it, it definitely makes a whole lot of sense of, of the way they're approaching this thing. Talk about, you know, the importance of being on the same page and and all that, and looking at turning turning the attention to the offensive of line for a minute. A lot of excitement, you know, over what the the Buccaneers have done uh, in the offseason over the offensive line. Some people are a little confused with Ali Marpet moving, you know, back to guard, but not back to the right side of the line. And that right side has been kind of the big question mark. Of course, we saw we've seen the return of DeMar Dotson to practice. Uh, The Buccaneers are not putting him in 11 on 11 matchups right now as they try to ease him back in. And Coach Cutter kind of alluded to the importance of regaining the confidence uh, as a player, before you know, getting him really fully in into into the practices and into the uh, into the swing of of training camp. So, how excited are you to see Demar Dotson coming back? How, how what are your, what are your thoughts on the way they're approaching his return, and uh, how, what do you expect from the right side of that offensive line this year?
1: I think the right side of the offensive line is is probably one of the biggest question marks on the team. Um, obviously, with with right guard, we don't really know who's going to be the starter. Um, But specifically about Dotson, Dotson at the beginning of the year last year was playing arguably maybe his best football um, until he got hurt. I'm drawing a blank on the injury he had last year, Um, but he was. He was – and according to Pro Football Talk, I believe he was through – I think he played eight games um, or, or nine games, somewhere around there. He was ranked like the 10th or 11th best offensive lineman. Um, on both the left or right side. So 10th and 11th best tackle. Um, so he definitely was playing good football last year. You want him to to return to that form, but it's tough. He's obviously another one getting older. He He's had now had two um, big injuries, in, in really uh, one during the season, one during the off season. So you do. I mean, second day training camp, is it necessary to have a, a veteran right tackle out there in the 11-on-11s? Probably not. Um, you know, I, I was thinking about this before. You probably really want to see Dotson back healthy in camp, in the games for that third preseason game. I mean, that's the biggest, the biggest game for these veterans. That's the one that they, you know, they play the whole half into the third quarter. So as long as Dotson's out there, as long as as long as he's he's there for that game, I think I'll I'll feel okay about that. But it definitely is a big question on the right side of the offensive line because we really don't know what to expect. Will Dotson get hurt? Will 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 Caleb make that? Make that next jump. Um, talk around the organization is that they're very happy with him. Cutter was happy with him. Um, I believe Ali Marpet alluded to how 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 he's developed nicely. Um, so so we'll see. Time will tell on that. Um, and then they also have Alex Kappa. Um, who knows what the really plan is for them? I, I believe they're starting him at guard, but he could also play tackle. So we'll, we'll we'll see.
0: Yeah, a lot of a lot of possibilities there. I really feel like this year that that offensive line, as as much as they kind of let everybody down last year from versus expectations. I think this year uh, this this offensive line could actually exceed expectations. So really looking forward to that. You mentioned the third game for DeMar Dotson. So let, let me throw a scenario at you. Let's say DeMar never plays the full set of starter snaps, right? like I think he's obviously going to play in the preseason – But let's just say, you know, if the starters play the first half, he only plays the first quarter. If they play two series, he only plays one series. If DeMar Dotson is never able to or if the team decides not to ever roll him out 100 percent with the first team before the regular season, does that make you any more nervous or are you okay if they decide to take a more tempered view or uh, approach of, of bringing Dotson back and not even have him participating fully until the regular season?
1: Um. Uh, that that's a good question i think with his age and what and you know how many years he's played and his knees i mean they're clearly on the on on the downhill so i think and a like you said a less less aggressive approach have him play a series instead of two have him play a quarter instead of a half it could be a smart option you want the less wear and tear on a guy like that um he knows the offense he knows everything that that goes into it he knows the assignments. He knows the scheme. So I, I for a guy like that, I don't know necessarily if the reps are that as important to him as they are to Fitzpatrick. Um, so I think whatever the Bucs really decide to do, as long as he's out there, as long as he's playing, even if it's not as much as the other starters, I think I'm confident with him heading into week one. I just want to see him get some game action. He doesn't have to get all of it, but some will make me, will make me confident um, of, of, of how he feels and how he will play week one. Yeah, you and I we're on the same page on that one. I know I've heard uh, several players,
0: you know, over over the last you know years and doing doing interviews and and you know some guys I watch on television shows on ESPN and and whatnot talking about how mental reps can be just as important as the actual physical reps, uh, especially as you get up there in age. So kind of leaning on that veteran savvy uh, could definitely be a smart move. I and mean, we'll see we'll see what they do. Not, definitely not gonna be you know disappointed to see him out there uh, if that's the case. But if if not, if they decide to be a little bit cautious about him. Uh, you know I, i'm I'm with you. I don't think it's gonna be that big of a deal if that's the way they go so uh, so we talked about some of the the new some of the new things happening this season, and one of the new things this season has got to be the hype or the lack thereof uh, surrounding this team. I mean, this time last year, like you you'd have thought the city of Tampa was probably planning the parade already, but Coming into this season, it's just it's got a different feel. You know, the, the Twitter's got a little bit of a different feel. The the comments on the articles of Bucks Nation have a different different feel. Some of the comments we get from our viewers have a different feel. Do you think Coach Cutter, when you when you hear him talk, when you when you see what he says and and how he's approaching the media and everything versus this year versus last year? What is, What is your take? How do you where do you think his mind is and, and how he, and what do you think about how he's approaching this season versus last
1: season? Well, I think, obviously, they came off nine 9-7 season. They were all on a high. They had a good off season. I think everyone over there last year, including the players, including the coaches, everyone was on a little bit of a high note. Everyone had a little bit more pep in their step. Everyone thought that they were just going to, on talent alone, just go out there and win football games. But clearly that wasn't the case. This year, I think you can tell Cutter's a little bit more down to business. He knows he's on the hot seat. He knows a bad year, he's gone. Um So I think obviously that's going to, that's going to make, that's going to make anyone, um, I guess a a little nervous, a little edgy, but, you know, I mean, really yesterday, he, almost every question he was asked was about the Winston suspension. Today he got into a little more football topics and, you know, you could tell he was kind of, I don't know. I kind of feel like he's getting a little irritated with the media. Um, you know, not, not really, uh, kind of a little snarky with some of his answers. Um, which is understandable. I mean, the media, hundred percent can get can get on your nerves. Um, but yeah, I think I think he's feeling the pressure a little bit, and I think he knows that it. You know, it's really up to him, because I don't think, you know, you look at this roster and talent is clearly not the issue on this roster, especially on the offensive side of the ball um, at the skill positions. Talent's just not the issue, and I don't really think that that's up for debate. Um, and really, the offensive side is is his job, and they simply didn't get the job done last year so as i've alluded to now you know in uh, a few times in the last in the last couple of minutes answering this question i think he's feeling the pressure and i think and i think he i think he just wants to get to the season he just wants to get things rolling and hopefully get off to a to a good start before uh before he gets his quarterback back but i tell you they go zero and three i don't know it's gonna be it's gonna be tough for them and and it's gonna be tough to really rely on cutter to do anything because i think at that point he might lose all his confidence
0: I kind of get the same vibe, and I know a lot of people are talking about him being on the hot seat. So, uh, you know, a little understandable. Uh, you definitely don't want to see your team in this position where the head coach is kind of having that approach of it. But, but again, you can't really necessarily blame him completely uh, for kind of having that that mentality. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we're about we're about halfway through this episode uh, here with Alex Alvarez from BuckStation.com. Alex, we've hit a lot of the hard hitting topics uh, as a first time guest on this on this show. Uh, we have a little bit of a tradition here and and James started it and and normally James is the one who spearheads it. I'm going to go ahead and give it a shot because I don't want to I don't want to end the tradition. I want to keep it going even though James couldn't join us. And it's going to be our our five questions that we like to ask people. Uh they're not the same questions every time, but but just five kind of off the cuff questions to kind of let everybody know uh who's getting to meet you uh, in an audio format for the first time. So, uh are you ready to go to to have a shot at this? Yeah,
1: let's, let's, uh, let's do
0: it. All right, so here's the first one. So we finish up this interview tonight, and you step outside for whatever reason. When you step outside, you find a lottery ticket sitting on the sidewalk, sitting on your porch, what have you. You pick it up. You run the numbers, just, you know, whatever, and you end up winning $10 million.
1: What do you do? Buy my mother and father a house. Nice. First thing I'm doing, taking care of my mother, father, and sister.
0: That's perfect. I mean, I, I can't think of a better way to to spend that money. And I can tell you, my wife and I will will oftentimes, you know, sit up at night and and just kind of in in some of our ramblings and and wandering conversations, talk about what we would do if we won the lottery. And helping people out is is definitely a big part of that. So awesome, awesome answer for that. Uh, so number two is, if you were an animal, which one would it be, and why?
1: Oh, oh I like this one. Um ah man uh, i would probably say probably say a tiger um i don't know why i just i i like tigers i guess i few few people i know have uh tiger tattoos they look pretty cool i i like seeing them in movies um we alluded to the movie the hangover the other day in the group chat and that tiger scene is an absolute classic scene with him in the bathroom um so yeah, I guess Tiger. That's that's a that's definitely a stumper question. But I tried to think of it as quick as I could.
0: <laughs> nice. I mean that's that's a that's a that's a good answer and get you and uh you and Rocky Balboa can can be in that uh, that great category there. So here's a hard one. All right, you ready for this one? Yeah. Favorite team to play with in Madden besides the Buccaneers. Um,
1: I probably say. Last year it was probably Houston until Watson got hurt and they took him off the live roster cuz he was a nice scrambling quarterback. I like playing with scrambling quarterbacks. Yeah, I could see that. I'm a big I'm a big scrambler um in, in Madden. I like to move things outside of the pocket.
0: Yeah, I, I can definitely get down with that. I'll tell you what. Uh the team I'm looking one of the teams I'm looking forward to playing with this year is the Cleveland Browns as as weird as that might sound especially if they yeah, sign no, Des yeah. Bryant. That yeah, could definitely they, make things they, they, they interesting. So, uh, so moving on from from the Madden talk. Uh, if you could trade places with any person for a week, famous or not, living or dead, real or fictional, who would
1: it be? Any person. Um, I would say Drake. <laughs> <laughs> just to meet Kawhi, that. or
0: for other reasons.
1: Wait, what would you say? I I, I missed just, it.
0: Just for the opportunity to meet Kawhi Leonard, or is there another reason?
1: Oh, um, I I mean meeting Kawhi would be great, but I just I don't know. Drake to me is in my generation. Um obviously I'm a little bit a little bit younger on the younger side, but in my generation he's like, you know, we that's who we listen to, whether it's at parties, whether it's driving in the car, whether it's like waking up going, you know, the classic going through a breakup Drake music. You know, I don't know. Drake to me is just he's the goat.
0: He's the goat. Don't let James hear you say that. I'll tell you why. I don't know if uh, if if you've heard us arguing back and forth over LeBron James and Michael Jordan, but James is definitely not a fan of of newer, younger talent being considered greater than some of the older talent.
1: Um, <laughs> yeah, I I think I think I've seen that in the group chat. I don't know if you guys have gotten my opinion on the on the LeBron Jordan debate, but maybe we can go there on another episode or later if we have time.
0: Oh yeah, we, we definitely will uh, believe me. It'll, it'll come up often. Uh, Chef Aaron likes to chime in as well with the, with the DMS and the tweets and the, in the emails every once in a while as well. (laughs) So, uh, so final question. um, And it's, it's one, I'm going to do this in honor of James um, who, who is probably listening to this all hopped up on pain medicine. So uh, you're in jail. You've been convicted of murdering someone, probably the person who stole your $10 million lottery ticket. Um, What is your last meal?
1: My last meal is tacos. Um, whether it's, whether it's been in my high school cafeteria or homemade, I always get excited for tacos. No matter, you know, obviously the difference in quality is, is, is night and day, but tacos is my favorite meal. Tacos. Nice. I like it.
0: So awesome. So that's going to wrap that up. Uh, appreciate all that. Of course, Just just a little bit to let everybody get to know you. So, Alex, what do you have coming up on Bucks Nation that everybody can go check out here in the uh, the near future?
1: Well, um tonight I uh finished up a um a FitzPatrick a FitzPatrick article. Um he he obviously commented um he spoke to the media after practice today. Um and I I kind of I I like doing those types of pieces. I like pulling their quotes and and tying it in with my words and my and my views and and seeing how those things match up. I think that it's important to to see what see see what these players are saying, um, but of course as training camp develops and storylines develop, I'll, I'll I'll have those stories up as well. One thing I'm going to really be watching is the emergence of um, Carlton Davis. We haven't heard much about him in the first two in the first two days of camp, but I'm definitely going to be following him closely along through camp because I I I said I I I think that he beats out Vernon Hargraves for that starting outside slop, um, starting outside corner position. Um, so that's that's one that fans if if they're interested in that battle definitely uh be on the lookout because I'll be I'll be having that um update um definitely weekly but we obviously we have some big things coming up um for Bucks Nation uh during the um during the season and 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 weekly with with all of us doing our own things um I know uh you know that's definitely going to be great for people i mean we're going to have content coming out every day new stuff every day every day every day so it's going to be really good and i think with all our different opinions all of our different you know mindsets coming onto one site and and giving giving the fans different perspectives from all of us i think they're they're really going to enjoy that especially during the regular season i think it's going to be the one place where all Buccaneer fans go to and they get honest, honest news, whether it, and it's going to be truthful. It's not going to be, you know, the, the the media kind of bias that we've seen lately.
0: Yeah, definitely. A lot of good things. And I'll tell you, uh, I, I just recently joined the site, as you know, of course. Uh, and then some of our listeners know and some of those who have who have read uh, what James and I have been, been doing even previous to joining Bucks Nation. And even back then, I, I was a fan of the site and reading what you guys have written. I've always enjoyed uh, the things that you guys have put out, and so I'm you know happy to be a part of it now and try to help continue that that great tradition over yeah. there. Um and I think there was a there's a Twitter comment just the other day, not gonna get into uh, the the source of the the conversation, but you know just a, a reader commenting about how uh, one of the things they enjoy about the site is how you know there's so many different angles of similar type topics being brought up and and you know there's a little bit of something there for everybody. so if there's if there's an opinion you have about the team, the play calling the players, the coaches, the fan base, even uh, one of our writers is definitely addressing that angle. I can almost assure
1: you of that. Um, I agree. I definitely agree. There's like, like uh, I know the exact tweet you're talking about, whether it's, you know, film breakdown or, or, or press conferences or just general observations, you know, we have, we we're coming at it from all sides and we're, you know, we have a decent, decent amount of people and, and, and it's good because it, it, it's not overwhelming and it allows us to, you know, really take our time and, and put our best work out there, you know?
0: Yeah, most definitely. Well, Alex, it, it's been great having you on brother. Uh definitely look forward to doing this with you again. And I know James uh, was, was definitely upset that he couldn't be on tonight, but he's looking forward to, to joining us next time. So uh, ladies and gentlemen, once again, thanks for joining us here at the lockdown bucks podcast. You've been listening to me, your host, David Harrison. you can find me at BucksNation.com and on Twitter at DH82 underscore Bucks. Of course, you can also find Alex at Salvareza underscore Alex and again at BucksNation.com. And if you miss my co-host James Yarko, go ahead, hit him up at Twitter or on Twitter at J underscore Bucks. Let him know how much you, you miss him and how how and send him all your well wishes and, and you know your get well gifts and, and all that. And of course, uh, he always loves it when you guys throw a LeBron James picture or a gif at him. So so definitely flood his timeline oh, with all of those so that he can he oh, can get man. some greatness oh, into his life and feel better. But until next time, ladies and gentlemen, this has been David Harrison for Locked On Bucks.
1: Yeah, I learned a game from William Wesley. You can never check me. i